What to do, where to eat, and people you should know. This is National Lifestyles, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to National Lifestyles, the podcast. This is your host for the day, Allison Abby Hudak. Brian is not joining me today. He is off gallivanting around town. We can never attest for his whereabouts. One place where he might be is Gaylord Soundwaves because they are our sponsor and our bay, and we love to go there. Uh, anyone who listens to the show knows that we enjoy the margaritas as much as we enjoy floating in a lazy river. So go check it out, get the margaritas. Highly recommend the nachos. Again, if you're wearing a bathing suit, just don't even worry. Eat it all. I don't. It did not phase us, but we were wearing sweaters because we went in February. Um, Anyway, I also have to thank our guest and welcome her. I'm so excited. We are joined today by one of Nashville's most beautiful people, as named by us, but also just generally speaking. Um, And I'm really excited because I'm teasing this person. Um, I'm so excited because I have talked to this person before, and I feel like she has blown up even more since the last time we talked. We have so much to catch up on. She is a songwriter. She is a singer. She has the best hair in Nashville. It is Tierra, ladies and gentlemen. Tierra, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. All of the compliments. I appreciate it. <laughs> we do here. We really we lay it on thick, but honestly, you give me hair envy every time I see a picture of you. So Oh my gosh. It's thanks. Just not fair. Like <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I um yeah, I had like black curly hair for a long time and then I just recently went like a it's like blonde brownish um I needed a change and I'm loving it you gotta mix it up sometimes yes um so let's talk a little bit about how you got to Nashville you're from Alabama yes talk a little bit about sort of the journey of growing up loving music and how that got you here Yeah, I mean, I feel like just like anybody else, you know, I always loved um, singing, um, but I didn't really know that it was something I wanted to do professionally until I got to like middle school. Um, So I would try like literally everything. Like I took dancing classes, I did acting and modeling um, and they were all fun. But when I got to middle school, I was like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Like, for the rest of my life, because, you know, I just, I've always liked to have things um, figured out. And so I started like performing around my hometown and doing like festivals and talent shows um, and just literally performing anywhere. Like I would play at our local Buffalo Wild Wings. I would do like two hour cover shows um, and now I play at Chick-fil-A <laughs> we would also do cover songs. Um, <laughs> and, and, like I would be fully into those snacks while performing. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we got free Chick-fil-A for playing. Oh, so like, I, that's, that's the only reason I did it. That's the dream. Free, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it really was like, if I could still do it today, I would mm-hmm. some Chick-fil-A. Um, but yeah, I just I just kind of fell in love with performing. Um, and actually at those Chick-fil-A shows, I was playing with these bluegrass guys. Um, and they, I feel like, really introduced me to like the classic country. Um, and I just kind of dove more into that. And I started writing my own songs. And, um, you know, it was really just like a natural progression into country music because when I started writing songs it was 
um, like I was writing about my own life. I was in high school, so I was writing about boys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I just naturally came out country and um, I loved everything about country music, you know, the storytelling. And I knew that Nashville was the place to be um, if you wanted to be in country music. And so my parents would take trips back and forth from Alabama to Nashville so I could um, write and perform. Um, and finally, like three, four years ago, they moved up to Nashville with me. Hey, that's nice to have that support system here. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. I mean, it, it was also nice, be- like, since they took me, um, like they brought me on visits here, I had already made friends before I even moved to Nashville. So, you know, it was nice to already know people when I moved here and have my family. Cause I know a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like double the amount of people to call on, especially, I mean, when you're starting a new, it's not just starting a new chapter in a new city. It's starting like a whole career that could be your entire life. Exactly. You know, no pressure in those early days, but like to have all of those people to fall back on. And I also think Nashville is so special because the songwriting community is like no other place. I mean, it's just its own thing. And so having that sort of songwriting part of it was probably also nice to kind of meet like-minded people who had sort of that same, I don't know. It's so there's so much artistry and so much kind of love in that community. It feels like. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I had, I didn't really co-write when I was in Birmingham because it's, there's just like not a big music community like that. And so I was writing a lot by myself. Um, and so when I moved, um, up to Nashville and started writing with other people more, it was so fun because, you know, I was writing with people that were my age. So like, I also got to make friends that way. Um, and also, I just think there's so special. There's something so special about creating music with other people, um, and you just like make a connection like no other. I feel like because you are meeting these people for the first time, but like sometimes telling your deepest darkest secrets, you know, <laughs> like, smelling your gut. So um, it really is a special writing community here in Nashville. And then, how did you go from sort of new in town, just getting your feet wet, to Oh my gosh, songwriting deal. Yeah, yeah. I really credit a lot of that to the people um, that championed me from the very beginning. Um, Laurel Kittleson and JD Groover were two people that I met early on um, in Nashville, and they set me up on rights that I probably shouldn't have even been in. You know, like I was this new writer and writing with published. Um, writers that have had, you know, a bunch of hits and, and they were introducing me to publishers in town. Um, and so honestly, without that, I, I probably wouldn't have signed my publishing deal when I did. Um, but the way that I met, um, my publishers, I was, I played a show at analog um, and Sam Jervy, she's my publisher at the time. Um, she met, she, she was like watching a show. I think she was there to see somebody else and she ended up seeing me and she reached out to me and wanted to connect and just like hook me up on some rights. And so we started, um, meeting and we met for like maybe a year and a half and, 
um, she had, she invited Nicole to a show that I had. And I remember it was at the listening room and I just kind of looked at her in the audience and I was like, holy crap, like, <laughs> this is going to be like really cool if I get to write with Nicole and never in my wildest dreams would I imagine that I would be signing to her publishing company. She actually, um, announced it the day that she came to that show. So, um, it's just, it's been like so surreal getting to work with her because I grew up listening to her songs and, um, you know, I kind of figured out how to write from listening to her songs. She's for anyone who doesn't know Nicole Galleon, who is just an amazing songwriter and has, if you have listened to country radio, you don't realize it, but you have heard a gazillion Nicole Galleon songs. And like, I also, we interviewed her about a year ago. I interviewed her for something and I didn't know that she wrote like a Camila Cabello song. I mean, like she's not, that's like beyond country, but she is such just like a force. And she started this project um, songs and daughters and, and did it all really just out of like love of the, of the art and wanting to help other women make, you know, a name for themselves the way she did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was a really cool thing. Um, when we first started meeting and, um, kind of courting, like she has had so much success herself as a songwriter and, you know, her goal with songs and daughters is to, uh, just like pass that down to us, you know, because, I feel like she is like just as proud as she, she is of her accomplishments. Whenever we achieve something like she mm-hmm. is just as excited. Um, so it, she, I mean, she's so amazing and she's such a great songwriter. Um, you know, getting to write with her, you can tell why she's had the success that she has because she's so fast and she's so good with words. Um, if you just look at her Instagram, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. Her, I I would love to have a day of having her brain. Like I just yeah, right. I mean, for my Instagram alone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've definitely hit her up for some captions. She's just a genius. <laughs> so then, we were all excited that you got this publishing deal, and then a record deal came. So talk a little bit about having both and like what that moment was like to be like, holy crap, I, I have both of these things. Yeah. I mean, it was so crazy because obviously, you know, every artist that moves to Nashville, the goal is to sign a record deal. Um, and I definitely wanted to wait as, as much as I, I wanted to sign a deal. I wanted to wait as long as I could and do it by myself as long as I could. Um, because I, I really just wanted to figure out who I was and, um, what I wanted to say before I introduced this whole big team. And so I honestly wasn't looking for a record deal, but it like at the time that it all happened, but, um, my songs just kind of popped off and I started getting um, contacted by all these labels. And I was like, I mean, I feel like now would be a good time. And so um, 
I started talking to all of these labels and I was just really drawn towards Big Machine because I just, um, I loved the environment there because I think signing a deal can be really scary because you're signing to this whole big company and there are all of these people that all of a sudden have a say in your music. Um, but when I met with them, even though they are such a force and such a big company, it felt like a family. Mm -hmm. And that was really important to me because I've always had a small team. Um, and I didn't want that to change whenever I signed my deal. And so I, I'm just so excited to be on that team because it's literally everything I imagined having a deal would be like. It's so cool. And that's not the case for everyone who signs a deal, especially a first deal. You know, sometimes those are not what you've been, you know, dreaming of or like what the fairy tale is. And so to to get it right on the first try and to kind of get that opportunity is even more special. Yeah, I mean, I want to try really hard to get right because I had heard so many horror stories from other <laughs> artists. Um, you know, right when I got into the thick of things, I talked to literally anybody I could talk to, like people on the business side and artists that have had deals themselves, um, just at, like asking for all of the advice I could get and, you know, what they would have done differently um, when they signed their deal. I was trying to get all the information. Yeah. You got to take it all in because, yeah, dude, that's such a huge step to take. I mean, and then there's a lot of trust on both sides. Like, I think people not in the industry kind of thing, like, oh, wow, record deal, cool, you're going to make an album. But if there's just like, especially when you kind of know who you are as an artist, and especially when you are a songwriter too, so you really kind of know mm -hmm. how what you like and what you want to like you know, put that trust into a label or the people at the label is, is big on your side too. Yeah. And like, I'm so protective of um, music, um, and like the brand overall, because I've been so involved in every single part of it for so long. And so it was really scary for me to have to, um, hand that over to somebody else. And so, you know, I, I really wanted to sign with somebody that I knew was going to respect the music and, um, you know, love it as much as I did. And also that didn't want to change it Yeah. because I, I spent the time figuring everything out for a reason, you know, and I feel so confident in it and it feels so authentic to me. And I, I wanted to sign with somebody that understood that and loved it for what it was. I love that. So I know that you have gotten to do some really cool stuff. You've played at the Opry. I mean, like, have there been any, aside from obviously signing your deals, have there been any sort of crazy pinch me moments that you're like, oh, wow, this, this happened? Yeah, I honestly, I feel like every step I'm at, I feel like that, you know, because before I saw my deal, um, like one of the crazy things that happened, I had a, um, a billboard in Times Square, um, spot had put, they put my, um, billboard for my song miles, um, up in Times Square. And that was just freaking crazy. Yeah. And, you know, obviously like playing the Opry, like that was another thing that I had always dreamed of. Um, and 
I don't know. It's 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 just so wild because I I feel like I have all of these things on like a bucket list, but you never know what it's going to feel like until it happens. And so like playing the Opry, that was a really special moment because I'm so bad at um, I feel like taking a second and appreciating things and standing on that stage. It just like all kind of hit me, you, you know, that I, I just saw my record deal and there I was playing at the Opry. Um, and yeah, I, I, there, there are so many pitch me moments along the way. It's amazing. I can't, I can't imagine playing the Opry. Like I just, even just like having stood on the stage with no talent and no crowd, I can't imagine like what that <laughs> feeling is like when you're up there for real. Yeah. It's I mean, just, it's crazy because all of those like literally everyone you love has stood in that circle. Um, and you feel that presence when you're on that stage. It's just amazing. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to take a break When we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the most beautiful issue. And we're also going to talk about a couple other big milestones that you have had in your life of late. So everyone will be right back. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Your mission? Journey into Buddy the Elf's world, where you'll cook with the Elf's four main food groups and compete in an epic virtual snowball fight as part of more than a dozen interactive challenges in this year's all-new, can't-miss, mission-safe Christmas experience. Get your tickets at christmas at gaylordopryland.com. Santa! I know him! We are back, Nashville Lifestyles, the podcast, and I am here with Tierra, and we are talking about her career, and now we're going to switch gears and talk about all things being one of those beautiful people in Nashville, just a casual title that we like to bestow upon you. <laughs> um, so first off, I want to ask if when you were growing up or even now, if there was anybody you kind of looked to as like a beauty icon or anybody you sort of took tips from along the way. Yeah, I feel like the obvious answer is Beyonce because oh, she's just like queen perfect. Um, exactly yeah I mean she's like obviously beautiful but I also have always admired her work ethic and how she is so sure of herself and does not let anybody tell her who she is does not let anybody tell her about her own business um and you know she takes care of her family um like all while being literally the most famous person in the world. So I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. <laughs> she is truly like, I would love to have one eighth the amount of like confidence and knowing yourself that Beyonce right. like seems to. And like, you know, she could go home and have her moments, but like, I don't think she does. <laughs> I think like, she truly just knows who she is. And you're like, she, she's not going to let anybody railroad her. She's not going to let anybody be like, Oh, you know what? You look better in pink today. Like, no, that is not happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw this story. Um, I think it was like, it was a certain album and her, I think it was her label told her not to release the pictures in like black and white or something. Cause it wasn't going to do as well. And she literally did exactly what they told her not to do because she was like, you're not about to tell me <laughs> what to do. And I just admired that so much because I feel like she probably does that in like all aspects of her life. And I think there's nothing more beautiful than somebody that is like so sure of themselves and so confident. 
yeah, it's, it's inspiring. And again, if, if I had a little bit of that, I would, I mean, this would be a whole different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also want to ask you about a quote that you shared with us. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but I'm going to read it. So you don't even have to like, you know, remember it verbatim, but um, we asked if there was a quote you live by and the one that you shared resonated with me so much and I love it so much. So I want to read it. Comparison will always steal from the calling and creativity on your own life. Mm-hmm. Right. That was my exact reaction when I heard that quote. Um, I have to remind myself of that every single day. I think no matter what field you're in, you're always going to look at other people and, you know, the accomplishments that they are making. And if sometimes it's something that you wanted for yourselves and you just like can't understand why that didn't happen for you. Um, And so I have to think I have to think about that quote and know that whatever God has planned for me is going to happen in the timing that it's supposed to happen. And, you know, I would rather, I would rather be so excited for someone else and the, the accomplishments that they are making rather than like being jealous and wishing that they, you know, didn't have that because I didn't. Um, I would, you know, I would rather just, you know, I'm, I know that God has plans for me and he has plans for other people. And I would rather just, um, I'd rather just celebrate that. It's so, it can be so hard to like shift that mindset. I mean, I, it is, it's, and especially in the industry that you are in to, you know, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people and, and to, and to, and to not like be able to celebrate something that's happening to someone else without that kind of moment of like, well, what about me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just have to think about like, there's a reason that, I don't get certain opportunities because when things don't happen that I want, there's always something better that comes down the line, you know? Um, so I just have to keep that in mind. it's like, it's a daily reminder. I don't, I think comparison is something that everybody struggles with and is always going to struggle with. Um, but if you just remind yourself that, um, good is going to come for you in the time that it's supposed to, I think it makes things a lot better. And here's a segue. Speaking of good things, you just got married. I did. Yes. I mean, like, just got married. Like, you're basically just back from your honeymoon, right? Yeah, we are. Um, Yeah, we got married here in Franklin. Um, Both of our families are from Birmingham, but I just love Nashville so much, and uh, we both feel like you know, this is home. And, um, so we had all of our family come out and celebrate with us and it was so much fun. Um, we have been together for seven years, so we were like ready. (laughs) I also was like, so ready to not have to call him my fiance anymore because I feel like it's like so extra. Uh I agree. And so I'm like, now I can be like, yes, this is my husband. Um, but yeah, we went to the Maldives um, right after and it was so much fun. Like it was so beautiful and just so nice to get to relax, honestly, because we are both always working. Yeah. And that was like the first time that we could 
like completely unplug. Um, so it was great. And then it, what better place to do it than the Maldives? <laughs> it looked amazing. I, so I got married November, 2019 and we had our honeymoon planned for spring of 2020. Mm-hmm. Not the best time it turned out. To yeah. And so we still haven't taken ours. Um, and so gosh, every time, like, anyone posts anywhere I'm like oh we could change the plan and go here and like every time you posted I was like you know the Maldives are looking really good (laughs) yeah I I highly recommend it I mean it was so fun we were on like this small little island um and it did take a long time to get there but um you know I think that's all part of like the vacation and the whole experience is the travel part so yeah and you know nothing nothing further cements a, a new union than a really long time on a plane. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> and yeah. navigating airports in other countries. Yes. Yeah. It was like we had two four hour flights and a 15. Um, and then we had the longest layovers ever. So Gosh. we survived. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage is intact and it all went well. Yes. <laughs> So just before I let you go, I want to find out, is there anything that you have coming up that you're excited about or anything that we should be excited about? (laughs) Yes. Um, I have a new song coming out um, on the 29th. I don't know when this is airing, so it may be in a few days. It'll be next week, so we can can tease it. Yeah, so I have a song coming out on the 29th. It's called Gentlemen. And um, I... The moment I wrote this song, I knew that I wanted to release it right after my wedding because it's a saucy one. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited for people to hear this song. Um, and I'm also just excited to be releasing music again. Um, you know, I had so many life things happen with the wedding and um, we moved into our first house together. And so um, I've just kind of been like sitting on all of this music. And so I'm really excited to um, get it out in the world. I can't wait for people to hear it. I'm excited. We're excited. (laughs) (laughs) All the excitement. (laughs) All the excitement. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you for being in this issue. It was so great to have you in there. And I'm just so excited for all the things happening for you. I have, I have been a long time fan. And so it's just great to see great things happen to such. And you're so, you're just so nice. Like we all have to root for you because you're the nicest person. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When y'all, when y'all um, told me that I was one of the most beautiful people, I was like, I'm pretty sure I was like looking real dingy whenever I got the news. So <laughs> it was definitely a confidence booster. <laughs> nice reminder. Yes. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Anytime. And um, everyone prepare to download some new Tierra music on the 29th. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at Nashville Lifestyles. On everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Nashville Lifestyles.